Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. I got my guys Tevin and Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Cogbatori, and we have the pleasure of having professional basketball player Ray Cowles with us today. How's it going, Ray? Going good, going good. Appreciate you having me. Tell us where you're at right now. Uh, I'm in a small town, Stargard, Poland. Uh, so it's a real small town, but it's, it's all right. And we, tell, I know we were saying before we started here rolling, you know, what, what's kind of going on there with the pandemic? They really lock everything down or? Oh, uh, yeah, they had everything locked down. So, um, you know, we couldn't go to the stores. Um, for every cash register, you could, they would only let 10 people in the store. Um, so you had long lines waiting outside. And uh, they closed down the beaches, the parks. Most all, only essential businesses were open. Um, so we couldn't do anything. Were they fining people if you went out places or like, how were they enforcing it all? Yeah. Like you could get a fine. Like um, if you were doing something, you know, you weren't supposed to be doing, but I had got put on quarantine um, cause I came back from Berlin and uh, they were like, you got to stay in the house for two weeks. So they had a police car come up and uh, you know, I had to wave out the window. They would call me say, Hey, wave out the window 10 in the morning, six at night, different times for two weeks. Damn. That's crazy. I didn't even hear that story. That's was, was it like that just for you or was that like every- uh, that was just for that was just for me uh, because I had been on quarantine because I they, I came back when I crossed the border back into Poland. Um, they were like, where are you coming from? I was coming from Berlin um, and they were like, yeah, you got to be on quarantine. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, before we get into your whole professional career, I want to rewind things back in Minnesota, but you're originally from Chicago. How'd you end up in Minnesota to begin with? Oh, it was an early move. My mom and my dad moved me early to Minnesota. Um, They didn't want me to grow up in that environment in Chicago. Um, And we drove by the area where I would have grown up at, and it it wasn't looking too good. So they made a good choice. That's the way to do it. And you ended up at Hopkins, or how'd you get to where you got? Were you always at Hopkins, or...? Uh, it was a long road. Like I had moved around a lot when I was a kid, um, bounced around, got to the north side of Minneapolis when I was around 10 years old. Um, that's when I met my, basically my AAU crew um, for the young guys. And then uh, from there, we kind of decided, you know, we need to get out of the public Minneapolis public school system and, and go out to Hopkins. And when you were in your AAU, didn't you guys win nationals or something? Was that sixth grade or did you guys win yeah. nationals? In sixth grade, uh, yeah, we won. Uh, it was I wasn't the championship. It was like the consolation bracket. Like so, we had got bumped out like a little bit early, and then we just got mad. We ended up winning. But that was sixth grade. Yeah, me, Marcus, Eddie, Rodney. Uh, Rodney was on that team. Devonte. Um, yeah, we had a lot of guys on there. Drew. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Q. Oh man, we had yeah, we had a squad. We had a squad. <laughs> I think Joy Air was on that team too. Was he? I think so. I think so. Did you play against Jordair when he was out in was he in Australia or New Zealand, wasn't he, a couple years ago? Did you end up playing against him or no? Yeah, we uh we put I think we played against him in uh I was in New Zealand, we played against him. Yeah. He I think he was in Southland and I was in Nelson. I was down in uh I was in New Zealand when Marcus Alapate was playing and I caught the game where Jordair and him went off against each other. So that was pretty sweet to see that. Because yeah. I hadn't yeah. seen Jordair since he was in the tournament. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit too, because you were on, I mean, Minnesota, one of the best powerhouse high schools at the time, Hopkins. You guys were killing kids. You had like a hundred and twenty-eight and six record during your high school career. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, man, yeah. It was that was the dream team, man. That was that was one of the best uh team basketball experiences I've ever had to this day. I mean, you you were a two-time state champ, right? Yeah, two times. Freshman year and my senior year. Which team was better? Oh, senior senior team. Senior team. We I'm sorry, but you know, Blake and all the Blake, Dan, they were great, but I mean I was a post back then when I was a freshman, so <laughs> <laughs> But you had, like, the Miami Heat of the high school basketball teams. It was, like, everybody combining forces. Because you had you, Royce, Marcus, Trent Lockett. What was the big dude's name again? Mike? Mike, Mike Brohammer. Yeah. He was, he, was the, he, was, he was the workhorse, man. He was like the – he was like uh, Luke Heron Goldie. He he just did everything, like he, – he, good, good dude. He ended up playing at Notre Dame, didn't he? Yeah, he went to Notre Dame, and then uh, unfortunately his knees didn't hold up, so he ended up, you know, going the corporate route. And then, I mean, Marcus played with you at NDSU, Tevin. Yep, yeah. Mark, yep. Uh, and then uh, Trent Lockett, Arizona State. You were at Santa Clara, and everybody knows Royce went to Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys had a scary starting five. <laughs> Even our, our bench, all of our bench went D1, so. I mean, Who we was had- on that bench? We had Siani Chambers, Marvin, DJ uh, Peterson. Uh, we had uh, Joe Coleman. Uh, we had Moses and Dufu. Oh, Moses was secret weapon. Nobody, nobody can stop that dude. Um, we had everybody, and we had uh, you know a lot of good guys. I'm, I know I'm forgetting some people, but we had we had a squad. Everybody went. Oh yeah, you guys were one of the scariest teams ever ever I mean you guys are arguably top they I mean people still argue to this day that you're a top five team ever like people argue between you and other five teams who is the best team if you ask if you ask any one of us I'm sure we'll tell you we were the best team in the nation we just didn't get a chance to prove it yeah I mean how do you think you guys would have stacked up with like that Jalen Suggs team once he with Minnehaha right now with that Chet Holmgren and yeah 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 I've been watching I've been watching but like I said, we had all the pieces. Like, we had a fast point guard lock you up. We had me and Trent on the wings. Both was getting after it. Nobody knew about our one-on-one battles back in the day. We were staying in the gym for hours just hoping. Um, then you got Mike, who's going to clean everything up. And you got Royce, like, who's, you know, who he's Royce. Like, <laughs> still arguably probably could be one of the best players in the NBA right now. Uh, True. So, you know, you you can't you can't. I mean, it's hard to beat that. You got and everybody was self. We were the most. I, I think we were the most selfless team. We're for me I've, that I've ever been on. Like I've never been on the most selfless team. We we just all looked out for each other. We all hooped and we had fun. What were you guys killing kids by that year? I mean, was, like how how bad were you guys beating everybody? Ah oh, man, were you guys even playing full games? Nah. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. There would be games we'd be chilling on the bench the whole fourth quarter. Whole <laughs> <laughs> fourth quarter, second half, or whatever they had. Like we'd just be sitting on the bench laughing, joking, you know, hoping the guys get in, get their get their points, get their money up, get their reps in. So it was it was fun times. You wanna tell us what the recruiting process was like during all that? For for, for college. college. Oh, that was unreal. I mean, that was like at least for me, like, I mean, I think I had a pretty mild recruiting process compared to some of the other guys. I mean, you get calls in the middle of the day, in the middle of class, you know, coaches calling you, you know, you can't answer, but you get letters all the time, inbox full of letters, 
Novak got a stack of letters. Your parents get a stack of letters. School's promising you stuff. Um, but it was just, it was really unreal for me. I had no idea how to navigate the whole thing. I mean, luckily I had some good people in my corner to uh, kind of help me, you know, with the decision-making process. But it was an unreal experience, you know, just to have, you know, that many schools, you know, going from not knowing what you're going to do, you know, not knowing what you're going to do with your life. If you can even pay for college to all of a sudden, hey, you about to get your school paid for. And guess what? You get to pick like you can't beat that. What schools were you picking from? Um, on my top, my top list was Santa Clara, uh, St. Louis, Harvard and uh, Indiana. So what made you? Even though they hadn't really, Indiana never officially offered me, but Tom Crean was always talking. I was always talking to him. He was always in my ear, but they never really officially pulled the trigger. Um, and then all the, obviously, like I was kind of, I mean, I, I'm happy with my choice, but Stanford came a little bit late, and that probably would have been, you know, that, where I went. You think so? That would have been the the spot. I think I think so because it had everything. Like I ended up going to Santa Clara. Um, they had everything that I wanted, and, and it was a higher, it was a, it was a higher level, you know, higher profile school um, academically and uh, basketball wise. No knock on Santa Clara, but uh, I love Santa Clara. But yeah, they came like one day after I committed. <laughs> and being recruited by Harvard, what's that process like? So they're obviously more looked at as a academic school producing presidents and stuff like that. Are they selling you more on the classroom side of things or are they like, how is their basketball coach approach coming to you? Cause obviously they're not the powerhouse athletically. Yeah. You know, they come to me, they came to me and uh, they were selling the academic side big time, like really big time. And, um, but also like, at that time, Tommy Amaker was there. He was doing a great job. Um, I liked his, his, you know, his charisma. I liked the way he, way he uh, carried himself. Um, and it's basically, you know, you can do something that that's never been done before, you know. And that's kind of the, and that was the selling point that had me like hooked on them, like had me as one of the, had them as one of the top. Plus, you know, Harvard is, you know, impeccable school, Ivy League, so you can't, you can't go wrong there. Do you have something, Q? I, I know I cut you off a little bit before. I was just going to say, if Indiana would have pulled the trigger, how high would you have considered them? Um, I would have considered them pretty high, but I was a young kid at the time. So um, I had heard about, you know, Coach Green. I had heard about, you know, I, how guys were. I wanted to hoop. I wanted to play right away. <laughs> I didn't want to wait in line. Like, I knew what I could do. I knew how I was talented, uh, you know, wise at that level. Uh, maybe I had a little bit too much ambition in my head, but, you know, a lot of kids do. So, um, I wanted to play right away. Uh, I wasn't really worried about the, 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 the process to get there, and even though, you know, hindsight 2020. Uh, but they would have definitely been they would have definitely been up there on the radar just because you know of, of the the ramifications after after you know you get done with that pro- type of a program. You ended up going to Santa Clara though and playing right away. I mean, you, yeah, you yeah. started quite a few games your freshman year. Yeah, got thrown right into the fire, um, and it was great. It was a learning experience. I mean, we were playing against you know Gonzaga. St. Mary's, you know, so Della Vidova, Matt Bolden, Stephen Gray, um, all those guys. Uh, so it was, it was a good learning experience, good curve. Like, I'm glad I had that opportunity um, to be able to do that and just be able to get a good education. 
Well, then what happened in sophomore year? Because things kind of digressed a little bit before your junior year when you became a man, started playing every game, the only player to play start every game. What kind of happened sophomore year? Uh, the shooting guard came back. The real shooting guard came back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to keep it 100. He came back. He was injured when I got there. Um, which was, I was, you know, I was excited to play with him. I like to play with, you know, guys that can go. Um, but obviously when that happened, then I kind of got, you know, put on the, put on the sideline, put on the back burner because, uh, you know, got, you know, everybody has a system, you know, and you play by the roles and, and you do what you can. Like in me, I'm a team guy, so I'm going to do what I can to help the team. And, um, if that was my best, the role that was best fitted for me and the team at that time, then that's the position that I was going to play. How hard was that mentally to do all that? It was tough. It was tough. Like I said, I I knew I could hoop. I I wanted to hoop right away. Um, I thought I was a man. I had just hit a learning curve, you know, my freshman year. So it was it was it was tough. But I mean, you know, I'm like I said, like Novak. Uh, all credit due to him. He 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 prepared me fully for that. Uh, he prepared me fully, and my coach in college did a good job too of you know just keeping me ready, keeping me you know on my toes, and, and you know helping me through that process too because it's not easy uh, for any player, and it's not easy for any coach either to say, you know, you got a bunch of guys, you recruit them, um, all these guys are top level guys, and then when they get to a big time program or even a, a bigger program, you know that you got to find somewhere to put somebody on the bench. So it's always going to be tough on kids and tough on coaches. Uh, a cool thing that I, I noticed too is, I mean, you you shot the the deep ball very well, forty three point one percent. I mean, coming in doing all that, that that's crazy. Have you had that always? Were you shooting like that in high school? I don't even remember that. Nah, nah, that was a work in progress. <laughs> that happened my junior year, I think. Uh, my junior year, I really shot the ball well, and my senior year, I shot the ball well, but not so not so good. Um, but I just remember, like I told you, I was a post and as a freshman. You know, I'm 6'3", 6'4". Now, I'm, I think I'm shrinking anyway, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm backing out. You know, I'm playing against in the Cooper Championship against uh, Big Williamson. And, you know, we're going post move for post move. He's trying to back me up. And coach was like, Ray, if you want to play at the next level, you got to shoot. So, you know, all, all through my sophomore summer, I was in the gym. So and you guys, anybody where I was, they couldn't find me anywhere but the gym. Anywhere. So uh, that's what, what I did. What was that regimen like? What What were you doing in the gym? Tell it. Tell uh, us. Break it down for us. <laughs> I would just be there. I would I would just be there in the gym, man. So, like, my mom would have to go to work early. I'll bring her to work. I'll go to the Lindbergh Center, chill. She'll get a workout in in the morning. This is like a summertime, obviously. Get a workout in in the morning. Um, at that time, I think I was working at the gym also. Um, and so I would work there, you know, a couple hours, sit at the desk, go back down to the weight room, go around the corner, get some snacks, come back, shoot, uh, wait for, wait for pickup to start after pickup, try to find somebody to play one-on-one against and do it again the next day. And it was just a full on grind, full process. Like I was a lot, a lot in the gym that year. Were you putting any money down on the one-on-ones? Nah, nah, I didn't have no money. Not for the one on one. We were just playing for pride. That's that's the crazy part. Like we was just hoping, like just out of for the love of the game. Well, 
at Santa Clara, your senior year, you became a thousand point career scorer, what 31st player in school history to do that. Um, what, I mean, you had a very accomplished career. Then that transition to the next level, you ended up being picked in the, you know, the developmental league by the Grizzlies and you had multiple stints with them. Mm-hmm. What kind of was that whole process from college to trying to go to the pro level and all that? Can you break some of that down for us? Um, yeah, so I can tell you right now, um, there was no rhyme or reason to, to how I got there. there. It was just straight grind. <laughs> like, straight grind, talk to people who you know and how can you connect me here? Oh, you need to see me work out? Okay, when, where, 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 12 at night, it doesn't matter how far away, okay, I'm there. Um, that was basically my mindset. I had turned, I had changed my mind from, um, cause this was after when I had to stint with the Grizzlies, um, it was after my first year pro, um, and, and overseas. Yeah, Dutch basketball league before that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't do so well. My agent didn't help me so well. Basically got that off of all connections too. Just, you know, um, you know, my guy, uh, Phil, Phil Bach, he hooked me up with his agent who I actually went to school with and. He was Dutch and the agent was Dutch. So I just, all right, let's go. <laughs> Cause I had no other options, like really none. Uh, and then after that, it was kind of a tough period where I decided I was trying to figure out, damn, like, should I fire the agent? Should I, you know, try to, you know, get a nine to five, use the Santa Clara degree, or should I continue to try to hoop and just do everything I can um, to try to hoop. So yeah, I got picked in a developmental league. I think it was it was before before I before I left. So you were drafted in twenty fourteen. Yeah, so after so it's after um, I put myself in the league. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. It's, okay. it's been a while since I, I remember that. But I fired <laughs> my agent. Yeah, I fired my fired my agent. Um, I got on the horn. I started emailing people regardless. Ended up the commissioner of the G League uh, right now. Email popped into my list. I emailed him. I said, hey, this is me. This is who I am. This, this is. He's like, okay, here, fill this out. Boom. Got into the tryouts. I think I went to open tryout. Um, I got invited to Maine's tryout. Um, and then from there, got drafted dead last. <laughs> dead, dead last. Hey, you got drafted, though. Yeah, yeah. Got drafted dead last. Got picked. Made it all the way through training camp. And then uh, actually Rodney McGrew came in and took my spot. Uh, playing for the Miami Heat, so he 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 worked his butt off, and they had him on the radar. So it was nothing I can do about that. And then they wanted me to play point guard, which I wasn't ready to play. <laughs> uh, so that that's how that kind of worked out. And then obviously with the Grizzlies, uh, they uh, they knew you know they knew about me, and they heard, they just they needed a shooter at the time. So I you know for somehow you know I contacted everybody that I know you know everybody got got on with them. And uh, that, that's the story from that. Did nothing really stuck after that. I thought I was going to be good. And then that's that. So When you, you went back overseas, though, again, right? And then you yeah. went to Canada, too. I mean, you, you had a pretty crazy career. And for a while there, you even took off playing and then went back. Yeah, so after that, after, that, uh, after I got cut from the G League, um, I'm scrambling. I told you, I don't know if I want to, again, I don't know if I want to put all my eggs in one basket. If I want to, you know, if I want to uh, go on the business side or go on the basketball side, 
Um, so we just, I just, I just said like, we, like me and my, me and my thoughts, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, we decided, you know, we're going to put all our eggs in here, all the eggs in this basket and we just going to take it. Like I had no money. I had nothing. Like I didn't make no money in the G league. I got some per diem money. All my money from my first year was gone, used up from my, all my family, everything. So it was really grind mode. Like I really, I was training kids to try to get by. So it was really, really grind mode. And uh, I was emailing agents and teams every day. I would probably send maybe a hundred emails a day, uh, maybe more and phone calls and just talking to people, just trying to get on, just trying to get somebody to try to just, just give me a shot. Ended up in Canada. And I don't know if they just, wanted it because wanted me because it was a favor for a favor or if it was because I had to I went to the uh the summer league or whatever it was but I went out there the whole time thought I did well um outshot everybody and for some reason they just on the last day I think they wanted to cut me earlier but they had no reason to so on the last day they finally let me go um and they were like oh yeah you can you can go we don't need you anymore so that was kind of like a another shot in the foot and I'm like dang like all right so another try to decide again do I want to pack it up or do I want to just keep knocking keep knocking before the Canada stuff you had just won the the tournament championship in Orlando didn't you in exactly in the D league right no the, that was the summer league the summer league summer league yeah, yeah. And, I mean you played you got tick you played you did yeah, you I do what? like nine minutes a game I think I had like three four points a game like something like that had a couple highlights like I made a highlight from it so yeah um, it was good like I, I played well the coach had good feedback from you know I had a letter from the coach had good feedback I just didn't have any representation at all yeah so uh it was it was tough on there like it was just you know and then like even Canada like I had a representation I just had a guy who I don't know if he based like I said if it was a favor for a favor um but Still no represent. I'm doing all this on my own, signing contracts, reading contracts, um, doing everything. So, so you got a law degree now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> I know what to put in. I know what to put out. So, well, then after Canada, you ended up in Nelson. In yeah, yeah, yeah. NBL, and you were all star out there. Yeah. So that was after. That was that took. Uh, a few more months after Canada. Once Canada hit, it had been about a year since I had a job. And you and you were still actively looking though at that time. Yeah, and I was still looking, and I was still looking. So it'd been a while. Uh, and then after that was some more months because that season didn't start until uh, March, April, I think March or April. I think it started early that season because of the um, because of the national team. Uh, so I wanted to go out there early. I wanted to go out in February and just get some workouts in. Um, but that happened, um, just for me playing in a pro-am in San Francisco. <laughs> really? Uh, so yeah, the coach, um, actually who was the coach from Maccabi, he's assistant coach for Maccabi Tel Aviv right now. Um, he was coaching out in Nelson at the time. He saw me play. Um, he basically vetted me through the, through the pro-am. He had a guy come up to me and ask me how I played, how I thought I played, what I thought of this guy, what I thought of that guy. And I had no idea that was an interview process. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out I gave the right answers and then I ended up going to work out with him a bunch of times. He put me through like six, seven workouts. He's, I got him, he's got me working out with all guards. He got me working out with all big six, eight plus posting up, playing one-on-one, doing everything. Um, and I mean, I was in the best shape of my life at that time. 
destroyed everybody. I'm not gonna like whoever whoever <laughs> listens to this that was that knows it, whatever they're gonna they're gonna feel some type of way. But that's what that's just how it was. And I got that gig, and then I I was on a mission. Then there was no stopping me. You After wanted that. all the smoke. Yeah, there was no there was no stopping me. Like once I got on the team and I got a coach that was behind my back, like I knew that was my chance. I had I had, that was it. Like if I if that opportunity flopped, I got to go sit at a desk. Well, then after that, you had the or no? Then you played in Finland one more year, or is that the same season? Because the seasons kind of don't overlap, do they? Yeah, so that season was in the summer. Okay, so that season ended in like uh, just a little bit before June. Uh, June, and then I went to uh, after that I went to a uh, a combine in Las Vegas. Um, my coach from there, he put me in that. Did well in that. Were a bunch of coaches out there, a um, bunch of college coaches, a bunch of agents. Still, I don't have an agent. <laughs> so I, at this combine, I still don't have very much money. I didn't make much money in Nelson. I'm passing out cards. I'm, hey, break house agent sitting like player whatever like I need this pass to the agents pass to the coaches hey if you like what you saw like this is what this is what it is um, so I was just hustling and grinding um, and then I met an agent who actually put me on in Vegas ended up changing my flight spending my last little money uh, to stay one more night didn't know what was going to happen um, stayed one more night ended up having a meeting with three coaches and that's how I went to Finland and then how'd Finland go great we uh made it Third, we were third, finished third. We could have won the championship. Kate was pretty good that year. Um, but, yeah, it was good. You know, the coach was good. Um, and another time, another chance to prove myself, to move, move up the ladder because, you know, we're playing in the gym. It's smaller than what I'm used to. Um, you know, everything is everything is different, but it's just, hey, you got to go. Like, it's, it's grind time. It's, it's all or nothing. It's, you know, you don't perform, you don't get a job. I had already been through that, so. Well, you had to perform pretty damn well because the Grizzlies brought you back again. Yeah, so I went back and um, again, but this time I don't know what happened. Didn't play so much. Um, didn't play so much. And I got, it was a good experience. You know, you get to shake hands. You get to meet everybody who's tour the other business and everything like that. And um, So did that and um, decided like, all right, you know what, if it's going to just keep being like this, like, Yes, it's cool to be in summer league, but that's not what we want. We need a training camp invite. We need we need something more. But at this time, like my agent, he wasn't working in NBA. So once I went back, he wasn't working, you know, that so I didn't have the pull for that. So uh, we just kept we just kept it pushing with the Europe route and uh that's how and then I ended up in France. And then you went from France back to New Zealand again, except for with the team that that uh Marcus played with. Yeah, yeah, that was a short, short, short time. Sorry. Yeah, and then you went to what was the one after that? Dorgadon? I I don't even know how to pronounce that one. Yeah, Bulizak Dordonia. Yeah. And then you played in the Polish league after that. Yeah, now what you're at right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been around, been around, man. Just been grinding, put my head down, just trying to get to you know, to a level I can play at. You know, I got my eyes on you know playing up there with Trevor and. You know, playing EuroLeague and Jordan, you know, Taylor up there. I, you know, he was in Asheville. I wish I could have stayed over there uh, one more year. I played against him my first year in France um, when he was in uh, – he was at Limoges at the end of the season. So, yeah, just I was trying to work my way up. Taking a long route. Taking a long road. My biggest question is, you know these guys. Where, where was Jordan with the agent or Bruzewitz with the agent? Why, why aren't they setting that up for you? <laughs> I didn't have contact with anybody. Like, I, I wasn't – I wasn't, like – Guys from Minnesota, I don't know. Like maybe it just kind of 
slipped my mind to hit them up. Like I hit up a couple guys, but I was just grinding on my own. I went out, like I said, I was out in California. Um, so I was just out there just, you know, making it work on my own, man. I, and I didn't want to, I had a little bit of pride in me. I didn't want to come back. I didn't want to do anything until, you know, I, I, I had made it, you know, or until I had solidified myself. You know, so I was, it was kind of like a, a, it was a prideful thing. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, you know, yes, I need some help, but y'all, y'all going to see later. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like that, you know, but. So what do you think? I mean, how many more years do you want to be playing? Oh, I'm going to play till the wheels fall off. I love the game too much. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still, you know, you know, still young, still doing, I still feel like I got room to get better. Um, and I still feel like I can, I got a couple of years to play at a high level. Now I will say that I'm going to stop chasing this uh, EuroLeague dream and start going for the money, you know, go over to Asia, play against Tuck again or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens in the future. But Have you even had any injuries or anything or? No, not really. Not going some wood. Like, yeah, for real. <laughs> Would, but uh, just an ankle roll here or there, you know, some foot injuries, like foot things, but nothing really to, like, keep me out for a long time. Maybe I'll sit out one game, but nothing nothing serious. That's yeah. crazy. We were just talking with uh, Trevor and Tuck and Jordan the other day, but Tuck and Trev were talking about how much longer they want to play or if Trev wants to go back. Mm-hmm. And they're saying how they get the itch, and right now their bodies are feeling good, but they go that first training camp. All that old stuff comes right back. Yeah, the, the two-hour practices, running with the ball, the weaves, all that stuff. I, that stuff wearing on you. Two so, days. Go ahead, Q. My bad. I was just saying two-a-days. Yeah. Two-a-days hurt. Them two-a-days. Even if you're just getting up and shooting in the morning for an hour, hour and a half, then you come back at night, you got the full practice, and you got to learn. You got to play defense. You got to be in the stands. You got to do all the little stuff, like, that's what that's what hurt. That's what gets you. You on your feet for another two four hours. Well, my question right now is, what what degree did you get at Santa Clara? Business management. Business management. Yeah. So Business what do you management. think? When this is all over with, when the hoop dreams deflate, and you go you go back to being like us and getting a regular nine to five, what what are you going to be doing? You going to own your own business, or what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm more like a entrepreneurial spirit. Like I don't really see like working for people unless you know they're like good people like my guys or something like that um right now i think that uh you know i I got a community center that i want to open up um i got an idea for a community center that's going to help families and kids get around in a safe manner and stuff like that so um, i got that you know business plan cooking and um i got a couple other ideas for for some ventures that i want to that i want to get into um but obviously i want to just you know try to give back and help the community and give back especially to the game of basketball because it's given so much to me. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I want to I want to do that. Once the time is right, once I, you know, can – once I finish my passions and stuff here, then we'll move on to that on to that sector. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to see what you do. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Coming on and telling your story, we really appreciate talking to you. And whenever you want to come back, let us know. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. appreciate you having me, and uh, thanks for letting me tell. <laughs>